Yes, this is the greatest show. Welcome back to the young GM, the 14-year-old general manager who's been fired by 31 teams but continues to live the dream. The greatest show, the young GM. And thank you for joining us. And welcome back to the Young GM. It's been a while since the GM has been around, but he's back laying his NFL Smackdown. GM, how you doing? I've been doing pretty well. How about you? You know, it's 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 been a while, but I'm hanging in there. Um, I'm almost to the point now where I've just thrown in the towel for the season, and I'm just going to uh, let the chips fall where they may. Well, I can kind of sympathize with you there. My team has not been doing too well lately either. You know what? You beat the Lambs last week, and that's all that I wanted to see. Yep. And uh, haven't been doing the podcast, but going to get back to doing this consistently starting now. Going to try my best to do it every Sunday night and get it done. That well, that, that's going to be a good thing because, um, you know, off off book, we've talked about um, changing up the, the way the show goes. But I don't want to do that because I really like doing it with you. Yeah, I, I really like this being the Young GM's podcast, not the GM's podcast, meaning plural. Yeah. And although I didn't do, it's been 11 weeks, week one, didn't do anything all the way to 11, we're doing it now. Next season, for sure, I will do my best to do weeks one through 18, a podcast every single week, that way we have something every week for our viewers to listen to and starting from now on to the super bowl i will be doing my best to do this with you every week that's good that's good and uh i'm gonna work on uh a different different type of format next year um so that we may be able to actually do a video podcast or video blog along with the with the regular podcast so the fans can Possibly see who the young GM is. And get to know me better. And get to know you better. Well, moving on from that, let's get into our first game. We have the Titans and the Packers. So, haven't done this for 11 weeks, so going to be a little bit of explaining and saying what I think about the teams. The Titans, they're, they're not too bad, but they're also not a good team. And same for the Packers. Everyone thought, oh, Devontae's one person doesn't make up the whole team. Packers are four and seven, and after this win, the Titans go seven and three. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't play too bad. He had a couple of touchdowns. Christian Watson, I like him as a receiver. I like Christian Watson. He's developing into a great receiver, and he's getting the catches and the touchdowns that he needs. But in the <coughs> end, Aaron, the defense just Rashawn Gary tearing his ACL was a big loss. Because now they don't really have a linebacker to go in there and fill for him. Um, Rodgers threw for two touchdowns, 24 completions, 39 attempts, and 227 yards. So it's not a bad game from Rodgers. What are your thoughts on this game? You know what? I was really hoping that uh, the Packers would pull it out. Um, 
the Titans are in the uh, AFC. So anytime I can root against an AFC team um, because they're standing in the Broncos' way of uh, of reaching greatness, I'm going to do that. But we lost to the Titans um, just last week, and we're thinking that, okay, they're riding a high, and they're going to go into Lambeau and, and handle business, and they really did. Although I was hoping that Green Bay would um, – would surmount them and, and come out with a victory. It just didn't happen. Well, the Titans, uh, they the defense kind of did it. Derrick Henry had 28 attempts, 87 rushing yards, one touchdown. He had two targets, two receptions for 45 <coughs> yards, and he threw for two passes, two completions, four yards, and a touchdown. So they kind of stopped him on the run game. Uh, it's cool to see that the running backs are throwing for touchdowns now because Christian McCaffrey ran through and received a touchdown in the week that the Lambs played the Niners. So the running backs are kind of starting to throw a little bit more, but they're not really quarterbacks. Yeah, you know what? Those those trick plays, they work because nobody is expecting them to work. But when Derrick Henry did that jump lob pass for that touchdown, it was uh, that was something to see. Yeah, it was. Let's move on to this next game. We have the... Panthers at the Falcons. Now, this one, the Falcons barely slipped away. But you know what? I like the Panthers. Um, the Falcons beat the Panthers. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The Falcons beat the Bears. I was looking at the wrong team. The Falcons beat the Bears 24-27. to 27. Yeah. And here's the thing. The Bears are a good team. It may not seem like it, but Justin Fields is is a real good quarterback. He just broke the record for rushing yards set by a quarterback in a game. So he's developing into a real good quarterback. Now here's the thing. Chase Claypool has yet to develop. Darnell Mooney looks like he's doing pretty well as a receiver too. So if the Bears keep this up, they may not make the playoffs this season. But if the Bears can keep this up, they can have a pretty good quarterback. Fields went for 14 for 21 in passing and completions and attempts. One touchdown, 153, 18 rushing attempts, 85 yards, and one touchdown. He left it. He led his team in rushing and um, passing this game. What do you think about the Falcons? You know, I I have a uh, not a sentimental reason to like root for, root for the Falcons, but um, I have a uh, a friend who as a relative of, uh, on the Falcons, Darren Hall. So anytime I get a chance to root for the Falcons, as, uh, as I did today, I'm going to, I'm going to take that chance and watching them surmount the bears. Hey, more power to them. A lot of folks, um, a lot of folks disregarded the Falcons and, and never gave them the opportunity that, or never gave them their props like they should have. Uh, but this game was one of those games where it showed the Falcons. The Falcons can handle their business when they have to. And a part of the reason that the Falcons won was Cordero Patterson. I would check the NFL and I'd see Cordero Patterson makes this catch. He rushes here. He got a kick return for a touchdown this game. And I think that's what really helped them to win this game. Um, after that, we have like... An interesting game, the Eagles and the Colts. 
Now, oh. I didn't actually watch this game, but I checked the stats. The Eagles almost lost. If it wasn't for Jalen Hurts' fourth quarter scramble to score that touchdown, the Eagles would have lost. And here's the thing. I'm thinking the Eagles win, right? They um, are 8-0. They lose the Commanders. That's an upset. I think the Eagles are going to start losing their games. As surprising as it may seem, a team like the Colts that tied with the Texans in the first week of the season and they almost lose, they win by a point, I think that the Eagles, depending on the rest of their schedule, may not win the rest of their games. Like, they're going to get at least maybe three losses this season. What do you think about this game? Uh, you know what? I think that the Eagles play to the level of their opponent. Okay? Yeah. Um, and just like, I, just like I said before, with the Falcons, people don't expect the Falcons to – be able to put anything on them. Um, the Eagles would have never expected the Colts to do anything. So they played to the level of, of their competition. And playing to the level of your competition is always the best way to end up losing a game and, and getting upset in the NFL. Now, it's maybe getting a little bit ahead, but what do you think about their chances at the Packers? <laughs> I think their chances at the Packers are outstanding i think that the eagles will as they say soar makes sense uh let's go into now this is a game i really wanted to talk about because you know bill belichick has had the jets numbers all of these years he's whooped on them jets have been the worst afc east team but this game was like the jets couldn't do anything and here's why i tell you Zach Wilson threw for 77 yards and went 9 for 22 on his completion stats. So, that's not good. To make it even worse, they ran for not even 100 yards. 59 total yards ran, and receiving, they got 77. So, they didn't get even 100 in any of their stats. And it was kind of the same for the Patriots, but not really. Mac Jones threw for 246 through the air, no interceptions, no touchdowns. The only touchdown they had was the kick return for a touchdown, and that's literally what won them the game, was that kick return for a touchdown at the last second. Um, who was that made by? That was Marcus Jones that made the kick return for a touchdown or punt return, whatever. It's all the same thing. What are your <laughs> thoughts on the game? I <laughs> My thoughts on this game was, uh, as always, the Jets are one of those teams that should not, for lack of a better way of saying it, and I know that people listening to this podcast will say, well, your team is the same way. The Jets are so low in the NFL rankings, except for this year, that the Patriots and Bill Belichick, while they while they did come back and and win the game, um, Mac Jones was the was the better quarterback, mm-hmm. and sure. they should have they should have blown the Jets out by a much bigger score than ten to three. No, but the Jets are they're just like the Giants. They're a decent team this year. They're not super good. Six and four is a pretty good record. It's decent, but they're not the best, but they're not the worst. Yeah, but you got Bill Belichick's team in there who, and as we always say, 
Belichick is one of those head coaches who always, always um, has his game on point. Win, lose, or draw, Belichick is ready for ready for battle. And this game, they just didn't seem to be that way. However, they should have blown the Jets out. That's fair. As we move on to the next game, we got the Commanders and the Texans. This one was, I feel like because of the way that the two teams are, you would expect snooze fest. Washington has never been good, and the Texans are pretty bad this season. But Taylor Heineke didn't do too bad. He went 191 um, yards, and he went 15 for 27 on passing attempts to completions. Um, they ran for one touchdown, and the rest of their touchdown, I am just assuming, was on the defense because as I'm checking the stats, it doesn't seem like they – they only rushed for one touchdown and didn't throw for any. But out of the quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke was the better one He because uh, Davis Mills threw for two interceptions and had 169 yards, and they only had 21 rushing yards for one touchdown. So – Pretty bad. Pretty bad. I'm not even going to lie. What do you think about this game? Well, this is one of those games that I thought was going to be a snooze fest, so I just kind of breeze right by it here. Um, and looking at the highlights, uh, looks like the Commanders looks like the commanders are, are set to, you know, make some noise this year. Um, Houston, I, I, I still think that they are a few – um, they're a few years out before they get that rebuilding, uh, reestablished and become a perennial uh, team back in the NFL. Yeah, as we yeah, the next one is Lambs at the Saints. I was <laughs> so happy. <clears throat> Seahawks have a bye week. Lambs lose. Now all my Cardinals need to do is win on Monday night, and we're back in this division. We'll get on to the Cardinals later because I have a couple things I want to say. Matt Stafford, he didn't do too bad. He had 11 for 18, uh, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. They had zero uh, touchdowns on the ground, but 148 yards, which would mean the rest of the defense had to have put up their points. I can. It doesn't look like a lot of teams are scoring on the offense. It seems like their defense is kind of scoring because even in the Texans game, they scored two touchdowns on the offense. Right. But the Saints, they didn't do too bad. They ended up coming away. Andy Dalton, three touchdowns, 260 yards. That's insane. And they had no rushing touchdowns, but they had 88 yards on the ground. That's just – that's ridiculous. They had – Three touchdowns through the air. What do you think about this game? I absolutely love this game. I love the outcome of this game. And I love the fact that, and this is not politically correct, I love the fact that Stafford got taken out. Now, this is one of those things where I think that Sean Payton, um, or I'm sorry, not Sean Payton, but Sean McVay, and the rest of the Lambs uh, upper management should have kept him out because he showed signs of uh, a concussion last week when they got beat up on by the um, by the Cardinals. Oh. But yet he came back in this game and then ended up being taken out again for percu- for concussion protocols. 
And Bryce Perkins only threw five for ten for sixty-four yards. Absolutely, and they played him like he was a a junior varsity quarterback going out, you know, playing first string. Uh, the Saints, I think that the Saints deserve this win, and I'm still kind of bitter from a few years back when the Lambs stole the victory from the Saints, which would have let them go. Uh, which would have let them go to the Super Bowl. But um, you know what? What goes around comes around. And I think that the Lambs are getting their comeuppance right now. They are about as bad as the Denver Broncos. Now they are the same record. Yeah, they are about as bad as the Denver Broncos. The only thing is, and we'll get to the Broncos, is Matthew Stafford. Eh. He's probably a little more accurate right now than uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. But again, we'll get to the Broncos in a minute. Okay. Browns-Bills. This was amazing. The Bills almost lost. And I know I hate the Browns because they're an Ohio team, but credit where credit's due. Jacoby Brissett threw for 324 yards, three touchdowns, 28 for 41 completion to attempt. That's literally elite quarterback performance right there. You know what's funny, too? Deshaun Watson was supposed to come back this week. He was suspended until week 11. If Jacoby Brissett plays like this next week, Deshaun Watson may not come back for the rest of the season. Here's Josh Allen. He didn't do too bad, but he didn't do as good as Brissett. He threw for 197, one touchdown, 18 for 27, and then he had a touchdown through the ground. Amari Cooper is looking pretty good. He had two receiving touchdowns, 113 yards, and eight receptions. That's pretty good if you ask me. How do you think? How do you feel about this? I, I think Amari Cooper was, uh, was doing fantastic this evening. And that comeback win by the Bills is... It shows their resiliency. Um, you can't count them out, despite the fact that they were playing the Browns. And as you were saying, Deshaun Watson was supposed to come back, but even if he does come back, doesn't mean that he's going to be the QB one. Yeah, because Brissett has seen he's he's proven himself. He, it's like the, the Browns are in a bear situation. Justin Fields is seeming to be, or he is. He's kind of becoming this. He's not going to become elite, but he's becoming this good franchise QB that can be around for another couple years. And it shows that um, Brissett is seeming to do that too. That was dumb. As we, uh... as we're, <laughs> as we're doing this podcast, we are watching the Kansas city and Los Angeles chargers game. And the running back just tried to lateral the football. Oh no, he fumbled, he it. fumbled the football and the charger from the Saint or uh, from the chiefs. And the Chargers recovered. It looked like he tried to lateral it. Anyways. I it, Watching that play, it looked like Melvin Gordon was on the field. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to the Panthers and the Ravens. All right. Here's the deal. I love Baker. He's my man. I don't know if he's the starting quarterback here. He threw for 190. Okay, so he didn't do bad. He went 21 for 33, completion to attempt, 196. And here's where his problem is. Interceptions, he threw for two. They didn't even get over 50 rushing yards. They had 36. And they lost two fumbles and threw for two interceptions. Like, come on, man. And as I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, 
He didn't even throw for any touchdowns either. He went 24-33 completion to attempt, 209 yards, one interception, and at least they got 115 on the ground in one touchdown. This was like, <clears throat> I don't even know. This was kind of like a snooze fest game, 13-3. What is this, Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl? This was this was a snooze fest game. And as you mentioned, you know, when I, when I first turned this game on and I noticed Baker Mayfield was playing, I was like, okay, Let's see what let's see what Mayfield has. Let's see what he's got left in the tank. But as you can see by that final score, thirteen to three, eh, I don't think him or Jackson have much left in the tank. And if this is uh, the way that Baker Mayfield is going to play, he may not be in the NFL for long. That's fair. Not for long. Not for long. As we move on to the Giants. And the Lions, or the Lions and the Giants, however you want to say it. Um, Jared Goff did, he did mid. 17 for 26, 165 yards. So, he got 165. He went at least halfway. Yeah, he went at least, he went like probably 48 completion percentage. But, here's the thing. He didn't throw for any (coughs) touchdowns, and he didn't throw for any interceptions either. But, rushing, they didn't do too bad because they had, let's see, they had on rushing uh, 160 yards. So 160 is not bad, but they, again, they, oh, all their touchdowns were on the ground. Jamal Williams went three touchdowns, and DeAndre, DeAndre Swift had one touchdown. What are your thoughts on this game? Because the Giants quarterback did, Daniel Jones went 27 for 44. 341, one touchdown for two interceptions. I I did not uh, give this game very much um, attention or very much credence as um, I expected the Giants to dominate over the uh, over the Lions. The Lions has, have a record of four and six. Okay, going up against a seven and three team, you would expect you know the the seven and three team to dominate. However, on any given day, anything can happen in the NFL. And we see here where the Lions once again ate up another team. Yeah. And rushing, the Giants only got 89. Like, the Giants are starting to kind of lose their momentum, but not really because they're still 7-3. and three. Our next game, time is coming. <laughs> yeah. Denver and... Las Vegas. Now, this game was a heartbreaker for my partner here, being a Broncos fan, but at least their records are tied, and not any team is better than the other. Derek Carr didn't look too bad, 307 yards, 23-37 to for two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs did have 24 attempts for 109 yards. Russ was... Mm. <clears throat> he didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He threw for 247 yards and 24 for 31. Um, Latavius Murray had a touchdown. Of course, Melvin Gordon probably had like 15 billion different fumbles. No, he only fumbled once. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's 15 billion. You, you had it right. Any fumble that he makes is a very costly fumble. And the fumble that he had was right on the goal line. We... We're on the precipice of scoring, and he fumbles the ball. Dang. Immediately, fire. Yeah, honestly, and then they – here's the thing. They went into overtime, and the Broncos had the chance, and they 
didn't score. It's because Russ took up all their salary cap and Melvin Gordon is washed. They're like they're like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. They're the splash butters, except they splashed the wrong way. Yes, the only the only splash saving... they do is for the other team. Yeah. Well, the only saving grace for the Broncos this week is the fact that Nathaniel Hackett has given up the play calling to um, Kubiak. And Kubiak will sit up in the booth and he'll call, he'll call the plays and send them down to Hackett so that Hackett can manage the on-field activities, not what, what plays are being called and so forth. But this shows this shows me one thing, and I don't know what the rest of Bronco country is going to think, but if you have a head coach who cannot manage the game as well as call the plays, what good is he? What good is he? Now, mind you, we did do considerably better than we have in the past, but we still have not scored more than 18 points except in one game. And that was the last time we played the Raiders when we scored 23 points and still lost. Anyway, GM, we have to take a break here. We are up against it, and we got to pay some bills. Wait, you guys scored 21 points versus the Jags. Oh, we did score. And 23 points versus the Vikings. But that was in the preseason. The Jags one was regular season. The Vikings was preseason. No, we're not counting preseason games. Okay, so that's, yeah. Let us go pay some bills before the, uh, the station manager gets all over us. We'll be right back with the young GM. And welcome back to the young GM. GM, when we left, we were last talking about the Broncos and the Raiders. And uh, I want to continue our conversation with the Broncos and how disappointed this year has been. You know, I'm not one to generally go on social media and fill out um, comments regarding the Broncos or regarding any other teams. But I had to do it this year. Last week, I went on after that loss, and I literally, and I always say this, if you can't smack your own, you can't smack anybody. So if I can't talk about the Broncos and how bad they are, I shouldn't be able to talk about anybody else. But last week, I literally went on social media, and I let the people know, it's time to take the trash out. Melvin Gordon is one of the worst backs that I've seen in the NFL. I remember years back when um, uh, Ronnie Hillman came out of San Diego State and he played for the Broncos. Well, Ronnie Hillman, as a rookie, was, was fumble prone. And you know what the Broncos did? They gave him the football and they told him, you're going to carry this football with you, and people are going to try to take it out of your hands or knock it away from you. And every time they do, you're going to have a, you're going to be fine for it. Do you know Ryan Hillman came back the next year and was one of the uh, most improved backs for the Broncos? I think Melvin Gordon, um, 
He's been in the league now for a number of years, and he is still that fumble prone. I think it's time for him to hang up his cleats, put down that last football, and and sit back and watch a game that has passed him by. If he can't hold on to the ball, it's time for him to go. Now, as far as Russell Wilson goes, and yes, I'm on a rant here. Um, Wilson, I, I truly, truly believe that when he came over, there was some physical physical problem with him and it's showing now because every every few weeks it's some kind of injury that he had earlier in the season it was oh he had a uh, a shoulder injury or or uh, a pec injury or some kind of calf injury or some something some injury excuse that he was making for losing they lost to the Colts, and then he hadn't had. And then he randomly had a hamstring injury, and then they lost to the Chargers the next week on a, a night game. And then he randomly had some type of range in, rib, rib injury, and then they lost again. And then he had like a arm injury. Exactly. Um, with that many injuries, those things should have been picked up before he came to the team. Uh, every player gets a physical during a trade or, and, or so so forth. Um, those things should have been picked up then. They weren't. It's time to move on. I think okay. they try to get a not a not a like a elite quarterback, but try to pick up or trade for a decent backup that will get you through the season and won't do horrible. Rehab Russ, and when he comes back next season, if he decides to, wait, actually, you're stuck with him, so he will come back. Um, We're stuck with him until at least he's 40 because it's like at least 2026. Yeah, so start rehabilitating him now, like before it can worsen any more. Rehabilitate him now. Put in – you guys, the season's over. You're not making the playoffs. There's no chance anymore. Rehabilitate him now, rest him, and he comes back next season better. I think you do the same with Gordon. I think he's tired. He's gassed and he's old like Russ. Rehabilitate him, sign another running back, and he'll come back next season better and less fumble prone. Or just threaten to cut him every single time he fumbles or do what you did with Ronnie Hillman. I think that uh, some of the proponents out there, some of the other uh, uh, people with podcasts and other analysts out there, um, have had it right. They need to they need to bench him now and put another player, put another QB in there, and just get through the rest of the season. We may eke out one or two more wins, but hey, we're we're basically cellar dwellers right now with the Raiders anyway. So our chances of making the playoffs, even if we win out, are close to none. The only way you guys make the playoffs is if you win the rest of your season and don't lose another game because you'd have to get a maximum of eight wins. You're three and seven. You'd have to go like nine and eight to win the rest of your season out. Exactly. And as it is right now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like that's going to happen because we still have the Chiefs to play. 
You got uh, the Panthers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Titans, or the Titans, and then the Chiefs, and then the Chargers. Chargers, and, and then the Chiefs. Exactly. So we still have the rest of our division to play at least once with the Chargers, and then we play the Chiefs twice. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to be able to get past the Chiefs. Unless Patrick Mahomes tears his ACL and then Travis Kelsey some random wonder out. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyways, let's move on to our next game. We got the Cowgirls and the Vikings. The Cowgirls obliterated. They handed it to the Vikings. Dak Prescott looked phenomenal. Boo! Okay. He went 22 for 25. That's at least 88-plus completion percentage. 276 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Rush went 4 for 5 for 31 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. They rushed for over 151 rushing. Zeke had two touchdowns, and then Pollard had two receiving touchdowns. And as you know, the Vikings didn't do anything. Kirk Cousins, 12 for 23, 105, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Nick Mullins, 5 for 7, 54, nothing. Dalvin Cook, 11 attempts, 72 yards, nothing. TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, Five receptions and three receptions for 34 and 33 yards. Nothing. Adam Thielen, nothing. They didn't do anything at all. Well, I can tell you one thing. The Big Cheese, our uh, Green Bay fan, he's uh, extremely happy that the Cowgirls handed it to the Vikings. But give me one second here. I'm going to divert our time, our attention, to this Kansas City-Los Angeles game. Kansas City is down 23-27, to 27, but they have the ball. At their own 49, second and, uh, second and four with a 118 left in the fourth quarter. Yes, and Patrick Mahomes is stepping up. He's going to get sacked. Nope, he's going to get rid of the ball. All right. Well, as this game uh, comes to its uh, crescendo here, we'll let you know what's happening there, and we'll – have some uh look like he was about to get sacked there for a second. We'll have some uh corresponding comments about that. Uh the next game we want to talk about though, the Bengals against the Steelers. I did watch this game and I liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett. George Pickens is still a developing receiver. There's a couple of times, I'll hand it to you, Kenny Pickett overthrew a couple of those passes, but there was a couple of times where George Pickens could have made a catch and he didn't. Because either Kenny Pickett overthrew it, just like Patrick Mahomes did, or he was in the wrong spot at the wrong time and just missed it. Anyways, Joe Burrow had a, a pretty darn good game. 24 for 39, not too good, but pretty good. He went 355 in the yards, four touchdowns. The only thing that brought him down was his two interceptions. That's fine. Joe Mixon had a concussion this game, so he may be out. For a couple of weeks, because as you may have seen, concussion protocol is way tighter because of what happened to Tua Tungavailoa. Um, so they only averaged 62 rushing yards. Joe, uh, Jamar Chase, again, is out because he had some kind of foot injury. I'm not specifically sure. Kenny Pickett didn't do too bad. 25 for 42. It's not too good, but it's pretty mid 265 yards one touchdown Najee Harris looked pretty good he had two touchdowns 90 yards 20 attempts and George Pickin also had a touchdown what did you think of this game <laughs> you think you said Joe Burrow had a pretty good game well Joe Burrow came out on top 
they won the game. So whether you think whether you think that his uh, his stats or his percentages were were elite or top notch, a win is a win. And anytime any any team gets a win over the aluminum four, I mean the Steelers, it's a good game. Yeah. Let's uh, as you, well, we already see the Chargers and the Chiefs are playing right now. Um, let's talk about the Cardinals Niners real quick. Oh, this is an upcoming game tomorrow, and this is another division game. We'll see how uh, how the Forty Winers take on the Cardinals and whether the Cardinals can pull off an upset. Okay, so Jimmy G, this is on the season. He's sixty six point eight completion. He has 11 touchdowns for four interceptions and 1931 yards. McCaffrey has 170 yards for two touchdowns. And Debo has two touchdowns, 411 yards, 34 receptions. That's pretty good, but you know who's better? Kyler Murray, 66.8 completion percentage, 2168 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. He may have more interceptions, but he's a better quarterback. He also has more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey and Jeff Wilson on the Niners combined, and he has more touchdowns. Hopefully, we do have Marquise Brown back in this game because I do know that Marquise was injured. He had an ankle injury, and he was out for about, like, six Weeks and the Chiefs will win the game oh. with a touchdown. I mean, there's 30 seconds, it's not over till it's over, but it's over when it's over. The score is 29 to 27. We're talking about the Los Angeles Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's the here's the thing week 11, our injuries Zach Ertz is out, Murray questionable, DeAndre questionable. Our best guard, questionable, and our best corner are all questionable. Um, now, for the Niners, what do you think about this game while I pull up the Niners? I'm going to ask you a question, OGM. Are we taking Are we taking injuries into consideration? Yes. Is that going to be an excuse that you use if your team comes up uh, fumbling and, and dropping the ball? Yes. Because if that's the case, if that's the case, let's look back at the Broncos' injury. We have most of our team. Do you remember the, the COVID year? Do you remember the COVID year when when we had no quarterbacks playing? I mean, your only a, your only noticeable injury is Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, uh, Javon uh, Javante Williams is out. Uh, we have um, Garrett Bowles is out. We have a number of players that are out on injury. So if we're going to if we're going to say oh look at the injuries, uh, had all our players been healthy, uh, I I think that we could have taken out the Chiefs, Raiders. I'm talking about winning the division. I ain't talking about just playing the, the trash of the league. Oh yeah. Any- so anytime you want to talk about injuries, you should seriously think about all the injuries. And on the uh, all the other teams. Okay, the Chargers. Uh, we're going to divert our attention to the Chargers game since this is about to end. They have three timeouts. All you got to do is <clears throat> throw the ball, get out of bounds. Now, here's the thing. If the Chargers are going to pull Nathaniel Hackett and they're going to snap the ball, throw it, get down, and then huddle up to spike the ball, no. Throw the ball, get down, 
call a timeout. You got three timeouts. You only got to go at least 30 yards. That may seem like a lot, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. That's not hard. Oh! That's not a good start to the draft. Call a timeout. And Herbert, and Herbert gets sacked. Dude. Oh, you know, my goodness. Nathaniel Hackett might be calling their game. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Hurry up. Get sacked real quick just to make it look like they can win. No, that's crazy. He kind of ran into He was about to fumble, too. He ran into that. He went to Here's the thing. I know it's difficult being a quarterback. I'm not going to say it's easy. If I'm Justin Herbert and I'm getting pressured, I'm going to throw it out of bounds. It stops the clock, and you don't lose any yardage. No, you don't. You don't. Like, that's the smart thing to do. If there's no one to throw to and you're under pressure, they're obviously going to be blitzing. Throw it out of bounds. Now it's second and 15. Throw it. (gasps) Intercepted! It's game over. Interception, and the Chiefs will win this game. It's over. 30 to 27. This, this is the dumb stuff I'm talking about. Throw it out of bounds. It'll be third and 15. You'll have 20 seconds left. What are you doing? Fired. Forget he's an elite quarterback. Fired. Offensive line. Fired. That number 68 right there. Fired. Herbert's been in the league now for three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Uh, Keenan Allen's too old and too slow. No, Keenan Allen was not old and slow on that play. That ball was underthrown. Keenan Allen... Well, he could have made under, a play for it, too, look. It was underthrown because of the fact that Herbert was being rushed and being pressured so much. Now, Mahomes, now Mahomes takes the knee, spikes the ball, takes the knee, and the game is over. So... Chiefs will advance to eight and two, while the Chargers drop down to five and five. Wow! On any given day in yeah. the NFL, if the Chiefs or the Chiefs, if the Chargers' defense would have actually played well and stopped that touchdown on that final drive, uh, yeah, we could do a whole a whole lot of what ifs. We sure could have, because I I think about my team and I go. What if Devontae Adams never scored that touchdown? Devontae Adams never scored that touchdown. What if Melvin Gordon didn't fumble almost at the line or at the end zone? What if uh, Russell Wilson didn't take so many sacks? What if Russell Wilson was good like uh, elite quarterback he's supposed to be? What if the new ownership decided that they're going to take the loss and the money? Pay Wilson and then just hire a new quarterback. That's true. The what ifs can keep going and going and going, but what we're looking for, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, share this news with uh, our listening fans is uh, today was my, and I say this now, and I don't know how how well I'll hold up to it, but today was my last day watching. Uh, the NFL because this game that we lost today, that the Broncos lost to the Raiders today, was a game that we should have won. There have been more than five games this year that we should have won. And I can't emotionally take this letdown anymore. 
I started writing my manifesto about the Broncos and how we have slipped from excellence, the greatness of excellence, down to dwelling with the Raiders. Because even last year, you guys didn't have a terrible record, but it also wasn't the best record to make the playoffs. It, it wasn't. But this year, this is absolutely horrific. Yeah. That being said, we're going to wrap this up, GM. I truly, truly appreciate you uh, being here tonight and joining us. Folks, I want to thank you for listening. You are tuned in to the Young GM. Everybody, have a great night. You were listening to the Young GM. We want us to give a special thanks to our producer, our GM, and the rest of our staff. Music today is supplied by the Greatest Showcast, the official uh, audio uh, from Atlantic Records, and the Greatest Show uh, movie. We want to thank you all again. And stay tuned next week for more NFL with the Young GM.